When is the last time that you found yourself in the valley of decision, a time where you felt restless, you felt angry, you felt like you were being taken to a place you didn't want to go? When's the last time that you were brought into a place where you knew God was calling you to do something, but you struggled with what exactly it was that he wanted you to do? Maybe it didn't make sense to you, and, and in that confusion and in that anger, perhaps, or that indecision, you put up a barrier. You see, God never creates barriers for us. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. But we can put up barriers because we're not ready to deal with God and we want to hold him at a distance. We stumble around in the darkness. and We have a choice to make. A choice to run away, run in the opposite direction, put up barriers, or the choice to follow and say yes to God. Such was the case for Jonah. A man of God, prophet, one who had a special relationship with God. But he was in that place, in that valley of decision, because God was calling him to do something that he didn't feel comfortable with doing. He was called to come out of his comfort zone and go to a place that God was telling him to go, and he wanted nothing to do with it. God called Jonah and said to him, get up and go to the great city of Nineveh. Go to the great city of Nineveh, announce my judgment against it because I have seen how wicked its people are. Jonah knew very well how wicked the people of Nineveh were. Nineveh was the capital city of Assyria. And the Assyrians were really bullies. They were brutal. They were mean. They had a reputation for going against nations, and they would conquer the nation, and this is what they would do. They would take the people from their homes, take them out of their country, and put them in another country, and take the people from the other country and put them in the homes of the people that were just conquered. They ruled by confusion. They made people insecure and, and terrified. Jonah knew about the Assyrians. He knew about the wickedness in the city of Nineveh. And God was asking him to go to a place that he was not ready to go to. Not me. Not now. No way. Have you been there? Have you been in that place where you have this sudden impulse and, and, and we can rationalize, is that really God? Or, or we can convince ourselves that he can do this with somebody else. Not for me. 
Jonah was in that place. And so even this prophet who has an incredible relationship with God, who has probably seen amazing things that God has done, this prophet who knew God and recognized his voice said no. He used his freedom of choice to say no. Now, one of the things that was really important about this is that it tells us something about the nature of God. The most wicked people on the earth at that time, God cared for and wanted to warn them. It's not just, this, not just the people of Israel. It's the whole world that God cares about. He was being called to be a missionary to warn these people of Nineveh, the people of Assyria. So we continue on, and this is what Jonah does. But Jonah got up and went, to the opposite, went in the opposite direction from the Lord. He went down to the port of Joppa, where he found a ship leaving for Tarshish, and he bought a ticket and went on board, hoping to escape from the Lord by sailing to Tarshish. And so here is Jonah. The first place he goes is to the belly of the ship. And God sent an incredible storm. And the sailors became very scared. And they were calling upon their pagan gods to save them, but nothing worked. And the captain of the ship went down to talk with Noah and said, how can you be sleeping when the ship is being tossed and torn by this storm? We're, we're fearful for our lives. Come on board. Come up from your slumber and your sleep because we need you on board to help. And they were throwing the cargo overboard, doing all the things sailors do to try to save themselves. But they couldn't save themselves. And they asked Jonah, who are you? And he said, I am an Israelite. I am a Hebrew. And I worship the God of all creation. And the people were terrified. And they say, well, what, what should we do that we can be saved? And Jonah said, throw me overboard. Throw me into the ocean. Well, basically, what Jonah was doing was saying, I don't want to live. I'm not going to do what God has called me to do. I'm, just throw me overboard. But God had other plans. He had a fish close by, a big fish, a big fish. And when Jonah went into the water, immediately the storm was stilled and the sailors saw the power of God. But Jonah... <laughs> Well, Jonah got swallowed up. He got swallowed up into the belly of a big fish. A big, big fish. And his head was wrapped in seaweed, and it smelled, and it was terrible. Now, this was bad enough for the first day, but you can imagine in the belly of a great fish swimming around in the ocean, you would hear stomach sounds like... And that great fish and Jonah were getting really intimate because Jonah gave the fish indigestion. 
And Jonah wasn't feeling too happy either because it was pretty stinky in there. It was pretty cold and clammy. And sometimes that fish would go really deep and Jonah could feel that stomach just closing around him. And finally, after three days, Jonah came to his senses and he started praying. And he said, Oh God, you are God and I'm not. I, I repent of what I've done. I knew the right thing and I didn't do it. I have no excuse. So, I'm yours. Do with me what you want. The next thing we know, that fish gets close to the land and here comes a super belch. And Jonah shot out of the fish's mouth onto the beach and he was slimy and seaweed was wrapped around his face and I imagine he took a bath. It was time for Jonah to go to Nineveh and those repulsive, ugly, nasty Ninevites. Oh, man, have, have you ever had any Ninevites in your life? Jonah had to go to some Ninevites, people he didn't want to be in the presence of. They were not pleasant people. They were ugly people, not just ugly Ugly, ugly, down deep because they were mean and they were bullies. I dare say we've all had some Ninevites in our life. And we had to spend some time in the belly of a great fish to come to the place where we answer God's call and use our choice to overcome our prejudice, our hatred, our sadness, our brokenness, our fear. Sometimes we have to spend time in the belly of a great fish to come to our senses. Jonah had a calling on his life. God was calling him to do something important. I don't know how ready he was but let's take a moment here and read a little further. It says, Now the Lord had arranged for a great fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was inside the fish for three days and three nights. And now we're going to discuss this. The first question I'd like you to talk around your tables, talk with the children, talk with your neighbors. What reason or justification could Jonah use for his choice to disobey? And keep in mind of your own personal experience when you've had something like this, when you feel God calling your putting a call in your life, what reason or justification can you give for going the other direction? Let's take a couple minutes on this, and then we're going to have a second question. To, um, to the second question, and in, in a moment after discussion, we're going to have someone come around with a microphone, and we'll share some of the things we've discovered at our tables. Second question is, 
what are some possible reasons God chose his response to Jonah's choice? What was God trying, what, what are some possibilities of what God was trying to accomplish with Jonah? Go ahead. All right, let's wrap it up. Hear lots of good buzzing going on. All right, we, uh, we have a couple of volunteers that are going to have um, microphones. If, um, if you're, someone at your table has something that they'd like to share regarding these two questions, just raise your hand and we'll have a volunteer there expeditiously. That means quickly. All right. Anybody have something to share from their discussion? Over here. Thank you, Ty. Just a moment. Nineveh was the capital of Assyria. And the Assyrian was uh, Israel's enemies. They always burn and loot their places. Mm-hmm. And they, they were struggling against each other. They were struggling, always struggling against each other. Yes. And uh, that's one of the reasons Jonah didn't really want to go. Yes. But when he decided to go, everything was going down for him. Because he flew, he, he, he flew down to Joppa. Was mm. it Joppa? And then he went down into the ship. Yes. And he went down into the bottom of the ship. And from the bottom of the ship, they threw him, they threw him down into the water, into the sea, ocean. And then he went down into the bottom of the whale. So because of his choice, disobeying God, everything was going down for him. That's right. And uh, another thing I noticed here, too, that uh, the Ninevites never hear the gospel, the second question. Mm. And so they wanted to, God knew that if they should have heard the gospel, they would have saved and repent. Repent and, and, and Jonah didn't not see that part of it. Mm-hmm. And so this is, the question is gone. That's one of the reasons why okay. uh, I think it happened. Okay. God wanted the uh, Ninevites to hear the gospel. I like that. And yes, Jonah knew that they were mean people and didn't really want to go there. Yes, we'll go there next. Okay, we have another. I am going to um, speak as human beings. You know, what happened in life is that sometimes we see some people on the street, the gunman, the murderer, the thief. We think that they shouldn't go to heaven. We think that only we who read the Bible know about God should go to heaven and all of the people for our sake, they can go to hell. Mm. They are nothing. They, are, they should go to the dumpster. Mm. They don't deserve God. Okay. But that merciful God, who Jonah know, wanted the people, because he knew that the people would turn around. So God sent Jonah. And he said, Jonah, you think you're going to die? You're not going to die. I'm going to allow a fish to swallow you. Uh-huh. And then the fish spit him up <laughs> out. And he said, oh, okay. No. I got to go and do what God wants me to do because God wanted you to do it. And you doesn't matter what it takes. You're not going to die. You're going to go do it. All right, Angela. Thank you. Anyone else? 
Somebody on this side of the room? Anybody? Okay. We've got Ashley and Craig. There we go. I know when I don't want to do something, the root cause is fear. Mm. And fear, I believe, Jonah, one, feared the Ninevites, clearly, but he also feared the unknown. Mm. And not knowing, he was comfortable, you know, doing his thing. And fearing getting out of that comfort and into the unknown, that's really scary for any of us. Um, so I think that, that that was the justification in his head. Um, whether he knew it or not, he was scared. Right. And I think that maybe the reason that God put him in the position where he was in the belly of the whale for three days, he couldn't think about anything else. Mm-hmm. He was meditating on the fact that, well, maybe I'm a little scared of what's going on here. Mm. And that mercy allowed him to come to that realization. Okay. So. So mercy. God's mercy. All right. And Craig? Right back here. Hi there. Um, so my thought on this is, you know, if Jonah had went from the very beginning, um, feeling that he was kind of superior to folks, um, I don't know if his message would have been received the same exact way. I think God knew that Jonah was ultimately going to make the choices that he would have. Of course, God didn't have to send that storm, but he knew what was really in Jonah's best interest. So this is all about us taking some time and having a change in perspective. Hmm. So God gave him a moment to get a little dirty to understand that even dirty people need help and need saving. Mm. So in this moment, gave him three days, I think um, obviously his message and his perspective when he met them was quite different than if he had not gone through that entire episode. All right, thank you. Let's give a hand to everybody who participated. That's awesome, thank you for doing that. The people getting out of their comfort zone. That's what's really cool. So, so here's Jonah. And, and, and I've, I've heard, I heard a couple of things that I really like. First of all, God wants his gospel shared. Because the Jews, the Hebrews, were to be a light to the Gentiles, right? That was a repeating theme in the Old Testament that God's people were to be a light to the Gentiles. And... So sharing the gospel, really important. Overcoming fear and prejudice and the, you know, the, the possibility of um, being hurt if you go to that place. And then God's mercy. God's mercy, Jonah was important in this, in this perspective that, that he had to have an attitude change, and God gives second chances. And I, and I really like that. And that <laughs> Jonah was humbled a bit. Um, he had to digest 
There's a dad joke. Maybe the whale was digesting. Anyway, <laughs> Jonah had to have a change in attitude. God gave him a timeout. And so now we move on to what happens next. The people of Nineveh believed. <laughs> so Jonah goes to the city. He goes to the city and he enters through the gate and Nineveh was such a large fortified city that it would take four days to walk from one end to the other. Jonah went to preach to the people, and, and you can imagine taking that, well, um, there's an old proverb, the journey of a thousand miles starts with one step. You can imagine that first step going through the gates of Nineveh was a very scary prospect. Would they beat him? Would they reject him? Would they persecute him? Would they put him in jail? What would they do to him? But God had called him to go, and God was journeying with Jonah. And so we read, the people of Nineveh believed God's message, and from the greatest to the least, they declared a fast, put on burlap, to show their sorrow. They also covered their head with ashes. So the people believed. Well, what do you suppose is going on with Jonah now? That he sees God at work. That instead of being persecuted and beaten, he, his message, and I'm saying the message, doesn't matter what they thought of Jonah, he may have still smelled a little bit like great fish digestive juices, Maybe he had bad breath, but his words were given power by the word of God, the, the, the spirit of God, spoke the message, and the people received it. The people received it. And so this story is, a, is about the individual, and it's about the great multitude. It's that God cared about Jonah, and he also carried, cared about all these Assyrians and the Ninevites. And so they accepted the message. But then this change comes really interestingly, because to have deep change in us, sometimes we have to repeat and repeat. Listen to what's going on. This change of plans greatly upset Jonah. And he became very angry. So he complained to the Lord about it. And he says, didn't I say before I left home that you would do this, Lord? Wait a minute. What's wrong with this picture? Jonah has just witnessed a miracle. He has witnessed from the most powerful to the least powerful in Nineveh, they repented. They accepted the message. This is a great miracle. But Jonah is in a whole different place. So now we know that when he went to Joppa to run away from God, this gives us a little more insight into where his head was. He knew that God was going to do this, which makes it even worse. And then he says this, that is why I ran away to Tarshish. 
I knew that you are a merciful and compassionate God. Remember, he's angry saying this. I knew that you were a compassionate and uh, merciful and compassionate God, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. You are eager to turn back from destroying people. I once knew a guy who said, when I'm driving the car, I wish I had a smite button for the people around me. (laughs) Jonah wanted a smite button. He wanted the people to be destroyed. Wait a minute. So what what did Jonah want God to do to the Ninevites? Let's take a couple minutes to talk about this. And the second question is, what victory did Jonah lose out on because of his attitude? And I'll rephrase this. Was Jonah victorious or was he a victim? Okay. Let's, uh, let's close off discussion and get our volunteers with the microphones. And what did, you, uh, what did you want to share from your table? Just raise your hand and our wonderful volunteers will get a mic over to you. Raise your hand high. Do you have something to share? Okay, there we go. What did I share is that uh, Jonah wanted to God uh, uh, destroy, to destroy the Ninevites because the Ninevites were the enemies of the Israelites. Yes, they were. And what did they do when they heard Jonah's message? They, they repent for their sins and God forgave them. Very good. They repented and God forgave them. Okay. And was Jonah happy about that? No. No, he wasn't happy. Does that make sense to you? No. No, it doesn't make any sense, does it? Unless you were Jonah. I guess it made sense to him. Thank you very much. All right, someone else. We have someone else want to share? That's a tough act to follow. I understand. Anyone else? What was going on in this dynamic between between God and Jonah and the Ninevites? What's happening here? Anyone else? Here. So definitely Jonah was fearful of the Ninevites, but he missed the he missed the the blessing that God or the miracle that God had on the city because he was so caught up in his in his um, judgment of the Ninevites. He only saw them as bad people, that they can't be saved. And missed that God's grace applies to everybody. Like he mm. missed that entire message, yeah. whether it was out of fear or whether it was out of prejudice or or anything. But he carried himself at a higher level than the Ninevites. So God gave him grace and gave him a second chance, but the Ninevites didn't deserve that. <clears throat> okay, <laughs> I like that. 
So here's the, here's, the, here's the situation. God continues to show grace to Jonah just as he showed grace to the Ninevites. But was Jonah in a victim mentality, trapped by all of his prejudice and his fear and his anger, or was he victorious in his, in his thinking? He's definitely in a victim state. And God knows this. Do you see, God is still working with Jonah in order to give him a transformation to become a better version of who he is. Jonah has a, an opportunity to be a victor over his victim mentality. God has given him the opportunity to join in the celebration of these people who have been saved. The victors right now are the Ninevites. The unclean, the unwashed, the unworthy are victors because they heard the message. They received God. But Jonah is still a victim. As a matter of fact, Jonah was so disgusted with what God had done that he went back and this time he gave himself a timeout. <laughs> he ran away from God again and went up on a hill and it was hot. And he's watching the city wondering if maybe God would repent himself and destroy the people after all. And it was hot, so he built a shelter. And then God shows his grace to Jonah again. Overnight, a plant grows up around his shelter and shades Jonah. And then, a great wind, dry and hot, blew and withered the plant and it died. And now Jonah's upset about what God has done that has given him discomfort again. God, can't you get it straight? Make up your mind. And Jonah wept over this plant. But he didn't weep over the Ninevites. He was more upset about a plant withering than a people being saved. And so God comes to Jonah again. And he says, but Nineveh has more than 120,000 people living in spiritual darkness, not to mention all the animals. Shouldn't I feel sorry for such a great city? The story is left open. We don't know what Jonah's next step was. It's left open for us to answer for ourselves. An interesting historical fact, the Ninevites in the future would conquer the northern kingdom of Israel. They would take over 
the ten tribes in the northern kingdom and destroy them and, and export them to other countries. They would, be, they would be humbled by the Ninevites, by the Assyrians, who were brutal and angry. But it wasn't for some 50 to 70 years that this occurred. So did God use Jonah to change the hearts of the people in that generation to give Israel more time to repent? Because God always has a bigger purpose than we know. We don't know what happens with Jonah next. Did his heart change? God gave him three opportunities. Three opportunities to come to a new understanding. To be freed from his victim mentality. His victim prison. To go into a victorious place. We don't know what happened with Jonah. Because God leaves that part of the story open for us. Because the question has to be answered for you. Where are the Ninevites in your life? Where is the place that you don't want to go? Where are you choosing to take up that barrier between you and God in order to avoid making a decision? Where is your misunderstanding about the people God wants you to touch? And the beauty of this story is that God is always working for the good of his people. And his people are the whole world. Because my understanding is, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish. That's the whole world. Not just Hebrews. Not just Christians. We are living in a time where God's message, his truth, his light needs to be reflected in his people so that people come who are searching and God can work miracles through us because it doesn't just change the people around us, it changes us. It takes us from a victim prison to a victorious freedom so that we can be the people that God has made us to be. What is your prison today, friends? Because Jonah's message is given to us. And it doesn't matter whether you're a tiny child or a very wise, long-lived person. God will start with you. His mercy is for you. He is there for you today. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. Jesus said, I have come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Jesus came to free us from victim mentality that prison, imprisons us and holds us back from becoming the incredible person that he made us to be. I know that there have been different times in my life where I have stood at a crossroad and I knew that God was calling me to something. And sometimes I covered up for a while. But through a series of choices, the person standing here today, I am a miracle of God. And it's the same for each and every one of you. 
The story of Jonah is a story for each and every one, young and old, because the gospel sets us free. The good news of Jesus sets us free. So I encourage you. I encourage you to seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let yourself be freed. Just as Jonah was reached out to to God, just as God reached out to a whole people through Jonah, even though he was rebellious, God can use broken people to make them more whole and to make those we come into contact more whole. That's the good news of the gospel. That's the message of Jonah today. The unanswered question of Jonah when God approached him for a third time is our question. Why shouldn't such a great city as Naples be treated with God's mercy and love? Amen.